Doug and Marty vs. the World is sponsored and paid for by Marty McClendon, Doug Bassler, and EasyTVSpots.com. Round one, go. Well, you can tell it's getting close to election day, brother. Um, I know, but tell me why, brother. Because all the Democrats are starting to sound like Republicans, brother. <laughs> <laughs> you know, this is uh, in my, in the, sorry, this is uh, Doug and Marty versus the world. I'm Marty McClendon. And, <laughs> and this, I'm Doug Bassler. <laughs> this is interesting. Uh, got me totally off, but you're right. Every election, um, the the Democrats on the left who for two years have radical, I mean, push these radical agendas uh, upon party lines, uh, no Republican votes, if you will. And basically we were told just to shut up, right? The, the lockdowns and so forth. And you're right. Every previous election around election time, they sound more moderate. We got to fix what's broken. We got to, you know, in fact, they're the problem that's broken, but they'll sound more conservative and people go, oh, they're not so bad. And they go back and vote along party lines again. This election cycle though, how do you do that? But even with a straight face, on how radical things have been over the last two years, brother. I'm honestly, when, when their agenda is, you know, the income inequality, uh, um, open borders, um, the allowing people to use ship drugs in the street, you know, all these things, this woke agenda where the radicalization of our kids through education with the drag queen story hours, the uh, uh, critical race theory, the, the dumbing down and hating of America, right? The, 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 sexualizing our kids at a young age, right? All this stuff, how do you back up and say, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm not that bad? Well, yeah, you are. You have a track record that has been peeled back and exposed to all of America. Um, so um, all these commercials, is what they are. It's a PR firm, the Democrat Party, on the left, trying to make you forget what's happened to you and your family in this country, in this state, over the last two, three, four years um, under this administration, whether it be Inslee or whether it be Biden. And you can't forget that that's, you know, the whole idea that I, I learned what gaslighting was just recently, brother, um, probably in the last couple of years, when they tell you that you're, you're actually not seeing what you're seeing. You're not seeing the economy tanking. You're not seeing um, the homeless getting worse. You're not seeing crime get, get more. You're not seeing an open border. What you're seeing is a, is, is a, a border is controlled. It's a, no, no. Our eyes, right? See the truth. We know in our spirit, our body, the truth, right? Yeah. Are you going to believe your lying eyes or what we tell you? Yeah. Exactly um, you right. know, and it's, it's always, it, it didn't, uh, Oh, Biden, Brandon O'Biden come out and say, wasn't gas five bucks a gallon when I took office? And yeah. of course, got a lot of Pinocchios for that because gas was like $2 a gallon. Um, yeah, I mean, and then this whole threat to democracy, like if you vote the wrong way, that's a threat to democracy. Uh, that is democracy. Voting mm. is democracy. So how can democracy be a threat to democracy? Only in the fever dreams of those who want unlimited power to tell you and your family what to do. And how Isn't it that? interesting though? We went from you and I had the conversation like probably five years ago on the air uh, about the fact that it's a republic, right? We have a, uh, a democratically elected republic, which means everybody has an individual voice and they have representation, the whole bit, 
And the, the, the left, the Democrat Party and the left has been pushing for years to call it a democracy. And we're thinking the language part of it, right? So even now, the right, even Fox News is talking about democracy 2022. A democracy is majority rules. We know that, right? Benjamin Franklin said that democracy, right, is two uh, wolves and a sheep arguing over what's for dinner. Right. Um, so that right there is because the majority is the wolves and they would eat the sheep, the lamb, if you will. And so we're talking about it's not a, it's not a democracy. But we're seeing is this this idea that they've now redefined it and it says a threat to our way of life, the way we run around the country where we're the majority. That's what they mean when you disagree with the majority, the, the democracy. Right. Right. Then you're somehow anti-democracy. No, you're anti uh, right. We're saying we want individual liberty. We want everybody to have a voice in this country. Right. That's what a republic is. They want to take that away. That's why the change in terms. It's also the why those that speak up against it that may sway people's vo uh, voices or votes is a threat to them. So they tell us it's a threat to us. Right. It's, yeah. a, it's a way to say, hey, you know what? We've redefined it. So it's which was a, a lie that is not is. Right. That's why you uh, keep getting them to getting them to want to come back to January six. I got to make it about January six. I got to make it about global climate change. I got to make it about abortion. We don't want to talk about homelessness. We don't want to talk about crime. We certainly don't want to talk about the economy. Uh, so these are the areas where they've you know complete disasters. And so I think uh, you know I think this coming Tuesday. You got to have your ballot in uh, this Tuesday. We're recommending that you take it directly to your auditor. Do not put it in the mail. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm hoping for basically. Uh, so, you know, I still think the Astros stink, but they did. <laughs> I've been they did on, make <laughs> history on on Game Four. You know, a they, World Series no hitter. You know, I mean, that's like pretty cool. I had to I, admit that was pretty cool. I've been rooting them on and they got blown out the game before. And I was like, wow, that's not like them to come back with a no hitter. The second combined no hitter in world series history. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Wow. And you know, you're just like, so if we could do that on a Tuesday, let's get, you yes. know, let's take the, the, the people that love freedom that are conservative, that love God. And let's give the other team a no hitter. Let's take, you know, a hundred percent. Amen. Amen. <laughs> See, so let's take 100% of the races. Well, and it, part it, of this it, too it could is be we, like that, Marty. It, it really could because be. people are, they're unhappy. They really are unhappy. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I did that debate with Adam last week. And um, I I noticed uh, this week that all the TV stations want to know where I'm going to be Tuesday night, brother. <laughs> so they might be thinking, hey, this guy's talking sense. If people listen to him, he could win. Back in uh, with uh, New Game Ridges. Newt Gingrich in 1994 and Ronald Reagan before back in the 1980, the question was, are you better off today than you were four years ago? Right now, the question has to be, do you really want two more years of the stuff you're dealing with right now? Do you really want four more years of high gas prices, high inflation, increased crime? You know, no. Right. If you still want two more years or four more years of uh, teachers and uh, activists getting involved in our classrooms, no, you got to vote them out now. Here's your opportunity. You got to vote for those that are coming in to kick them out with the that have morals that want to put parents first, that want to put God first, want to put this nation first. And then we have to stay engaged and hold the people we elect accountable because th there's a swamp. They call it a swamp for a reason, right? It influences, you know, and that's the idea is we're going to send you there and we'll send you back if you do the job we sent you there to do.
But if you get involved and when depend on somebody else to send you back the, the players, if you will, the money and so forth, then we, we need to hold you accountable for that and say, no, nope, you're not uh, representing us, us anymore. Like Patty Murray, right? 30 years or Adam Smith. I don't know how long he's been there a long time. Right. So there is a, um, you know, statistical, um, similarity, uh, between Adam Smith, uh, my opponent that you just mentioned and mm-hmm. Patty Murray, who, uh, Tiffany Smiley will soundly defeat on November 8th. And that is the statistical, uh, similarities is that, uh, so Adam Smith has been there for 25 years. Patty Murray has been there for 30 years and both of them have accomplished absolute zero. So there is a statistical comparison between the two. They both accomplished nothing. Interesting about that too. I mean, I don't want to go too deep into it, but Patty Murray Murray actually was voted the dumbest person in the Senate. Did you know that? I'm not surprised. By her her, um, uh, peers, I believe. (laughs) I'll have to find that poll. But if, but if you she's know, been there 30 90, years, 90, what is five, it? 90, 80% of statistics are made up on the spot. Anyways, right, don't, take, right. don't put five terms, right? I'm, I could be just kidding. I know you but, are a L- little bit sarcastic, but she does um, present as not a very bright person, but then it doesn't seem to be a litmus test for those on the left nowadays, president Biden, Jay Inslee down the road. Right. And yet they're electable because they have a D behind their name. Not anymore. I think people have wised up enough that there's no more of that. But I'm thinking I wanna, about that. I do want to talk just briefly about election fraud in Washington State. And I want to uh, tell everybody, look, um, there are people that say, I don't vote because my vote don't count. Well, if you don't vote, you're obviously your vote don't count. All right. And um, what I've been uh, hearing, what I've been seeing is we have more eyes on the ballot drop boxes. We have more eyes in the auditor's offices. We have canvassers uh, looking for, um, you know, voter, uh, voters, bad voter rolls. I guess I could just say that dirty voter rolls. Mm -hmm. There's been more attention on this 2022 election than any previous election, probably in the history of the country, as far as making sure that it's good. So if there's ever a time where you want to get involved and cast that ballot. This is the one. This is the one. There's never been a, this is going to be good. And um, and I even heard Joe Kent say, and I was in a meeting with Joe Kent and Matt Larkin earlier this week, was really awesome to have, you know, mm-hmm. be in a room with these guys. And, you know, it's electric because the polling is going our way. Matt Matt's polling great. Joe's polling great. Uh, Tiffany's polling great. I'm polling great. And, Joe Kent said, it's a PSYOP. They tell you that so that you won't vote, right? Mm-hmm. They're trying to get you not to vote by telling you your vote don't count, right? So yes. they they always talk about voter suppression. They're the ones that are doing it to us. And so don't do that. And if you're not registered to vote, you can register to vote and vote in this election today. It's same day Voter registration. You could go down to the auditor on Monday or even Tuesday, register to vote and vote right then. A hundred percent. There, there. You even see the Hillary Clinton out there. You've seen a lot of Democrats coming out now because they're worried about the polls. They're worried about Republicans turning out. They're going to do everything they can to just besmirch 
to uh, degrade or whatever to name call, if they will. But they're also saying that watch out for the elections. They're, they're saying that the Republicans may try to steal this, right? Setting up the fact like in 2016, <laughs> they're saying, look. In other words, if they talk about it, it's patriotic. If we talk about yeah, it, it's But they're talking about the fact is if we lose, then the only way we lose is if the Republicans cheat, right? And we know we win if the Democrats don't cheat. So there's, uh, uh, you know, it's one of those things where we know uh, without getting too far off the bar, that there are issues. They we always, see issues already. They always accuse the other we've side of the, what they do. They, what they do, right. Um, we've seen already, and we saw it last week in Arizona, where the news station where Carrie Lake used to work declared the race already. And then they go, oops, our bad. They had a, a uh, graphic they posted that showed the opponent winning by about six points uh, on election night. It wasn't election night. It's not there yet. It was still a week to go, you know? And then I, I saw an interview with her uh, press conference um, where she's out there calling it out. I like her. There's no voter fraud, brother. I like her, but she's basically calling out the media saying, you are uh, deplorable. You are terrible. You you are telling Basket lies about Basket full people. of deplorables. We're not supposed to use that language. That was I know. Hillary Clinton's thing. The bottom line, it's, once again, language. So thank you for bringing that back around to language there, right? Uh, you mentioned there was something earlier, and I and I know, but we on the right, we conservatives, we independent, whatever the you are out there, we tend to adopt the language we hear, right? So the left has been great about using language. Like I said, democracy versus a republic. Doug mentioned homelessness earlier. It's a huge issue, but it's not about homelessness. A percentage of those on the street are homeless because they have no home. Majority of them have mental health issues, have uh, institutional issues, have drug issues, you know, that are addicted. And what the solutions are is to in, in help and enable them to keep on with their drug addiction, to keep on with their criminal activity, keep on with all these other things in, in the name of compassion. And it's not compassionate, but that's where the, we've lost the naming of it. You know, um, we can build more housing. We can change legislation around making it cheaper to build. We can make things that are make it more affordable that way. We can actually get people off the streets, get them help, whether through incarceration or through force, um, you know, detox, if you will. We can get mental health care. We can fund that and actually get programs in place. There are solutions to this, but if we just lump it all together, it becomes this mega industry like Doug's, we talked about before the very first year, I think it was 2014. The homeless industrial complex. Yeah. In 2014 in Seattle alone, they spent $20 million to set up the program, $12 million to administrate it. And the, the problem got 50% worse in a year. Yeah. Right. It's doubled, and it's double, <laughs> it doubled after that too. So, yeah. so at first it was up, you know, like you say, half again as much, then it doubled. And the more money right. they put to it, the worse it gets. And they're not, um, they're not invested in solving the problem. Think about the people who get jobs from that money. Mm -hmm. If you solve the problem, then you get laid off. You know, Talk it's kind of like right? the, it's the, the uh, equivalent of working yourself out of a job. I don't want to work myself out of a job. I know I've talked um, about this before, but this is where our, our state system, and, and you'll have to tell the audience about the national, because you're obviously running for a federal office to represent the state of Washington in the ninth congressional district. You can still go to dougbaster.com. It's, it's, it's amazing. But in our state. I put state, all my commercials up on there today, brother. Awesome, you can see awesome. every one of them, all like 80 of them. That's awesome. Well, you do <laughs> have a company, that, right? It's actually 80. <laughs> it's like, it felt but like 80 when I was putting them. I'm like, how many commercials do I have? 
the state government, <laughs> this is what they've done. The legislature and the governor, the, the Democrat controlled the last 40 years, has ceded all their power to these state agencies. These state agencies, you have rulemaking authority, which has the power of law. Okay. They go back to the legislature when they want more money, but basically they write their own rules, which is crazy if you ask me. So then they actually use your taxpayer money to lobby legislators to give them more money. Uh, so they're using taxpayer dollars to build their uh, agency so that they will maintain their job. So it's like the circular thing, all with our tax dollars, not to our benefit. It's only for self-preservation and the growth of government, more power, more control, right? That's mm -hmm. got to be fixed at state level. At the federal level, uh, Donald Trump started. It, it, uh, when he gets back in, in in two years, when you guys get in there now, you got to start pulling the purse strings back on these federal agencies that have too much power, like the Department of Education. It's one of them. Like, yeah. you know, DSHS, right? Come on. Got a lot of work to do. We had a, in our meeting with uh, Joe Kent and uh, Matt Larkin, uh, someone asked a question about, oh, you know, there's a lot of people that don't like Trump and, you know, what are we going to do, you know, because he was mean or whatever. And Joe Kent said, you know what? They're not sending us back there to be nice. They're sending us back there to do a job. And I was just thinking, hey, man, Joe Kent. Um, we've been nice too long, you know, right. being, telling the truth is not mean. It's just the truth and it will help you. You have a broken arm. We need to set that, you know, right? I mean, it's yeah. like there are, uh, serious issues. Now I want to tell you, um, uh, last Monday was October 31st. And I guess apparently there's a lot of children that dress up and celebrate that holiday. And I want to tell you, Marty, I had a, a parade of little kids that came by my house and I was uh, blessed to hand out candy under threat of getting tricked, I guess. <laughs> or and yeah. Yeah. Um, the very last little girl that came to my house with her proud parents, probably three years old, she was dressed up in the cutest. And I said, you look like a rainbow unicorn. And she's like, I am a rainbow unicorn. And she was just this little tiny voice. And I, you know, I'm like wanting to just dump the candy on her. Cause she's so cute. So cute. And, right? um, I, you know, when I closed that door, I just got so angry that these Democrats, these pedophiles want to hurt that little girl and destroy the innocence of those little kids that came on my porch and stole candy from me, brother. No, I handed it out. <laughs> I gave it to him. But I'm telling you, brother, no, we've got to remember it. what this is about. Yes. This isn't about being nice anymore. They're not being nice when they do top surgery to our 12 and 13 year old teenage girls, or they, they give uh, puberty blockers and chemically castrate or physically castrate our little boys. This has got to stop. And we have got to stand up and say that's wicked and it's wrong. I got so angry. I was, and I was talking to uh, my assistant here at the office about uh, this little girl in the rainbow unicorn and she burst into tears. And right. just like, I mean, we, where have we, are, are, is our conscience seared? Is our emotion, our, our feelings, are they seared? Or do we love our neighbor as ourselves? Are we willing to lay down our life for our friends and our neighbors? You know, and they, and people come like this one dude came up to Jesus and he said, who's my neighbor? Mm -hmm. And he told the story about 
the Samaritan, right? right. And so the, the, the Samaritan was more of a neighbor than the priests and the Levites and all that. So we can go to church every week. We can sing and shout and all that. It's one of the things that I loved about uh, listening to Sean Foyt when he was on uh, Flashpoint uh, a couple of weeks ago. And he was talking about we had the opportunity in 2020 to actually live our songs. And most people failed. We sing, yeah. I'm no longer a slave to fear, but we put on a mask and lock ourselves in our house, right? That's now, good. who's a slave to yeah. fear? The person with the, you know. So um, this is, uh, you know, it's in my spirit, brother, but I'm just saying that's what this election is about. And every election, and that's what the school board elections are going to be about next year in 23 right. and the city council races and the county council races and the, the water district, we've got to stand up. And we've got to fight as if our children's lives depend on it because they do. Interesting too. That uh, I, I love the what Joe Kent said and what you reiter, reiterated right there. Um, this is about not just courage. We've been talking about courage for years now. You and I have both just felt like the Lord was just leading us to encourage others to be courageous to step out of, of their place of fear. Uh, and then we went through the whole COVID uh, thing and the debacle of King Inslee and so forth. But you're right. It, it comes down to we're not called to be nice. Nowhere in the Bible says be nice, right? Love your neighbor, right, as yourself. Uh, in many cases, we avoid our neighbors. I'm just talking about in general, right? We could become in a nation now where it's all about self. It's all about, you know, tunnel vision on, you know, whether you're watching your video, your TV or whatever, you're being amused or, or distracted from where God wants you to be. This is one of those things where, no, we're called to fight. We're called to take ground. We're called to speak the truth in love. Or, you know, our good friend, Sharam Hadian. This is this is the stuff, and you're right, it's, it takes courage, but it takes a time where people are done with the, the the baloney, if you will. I almost said the BS word, right? I didn't say, the, you know, but baloney uh, of being, of trying to, first of all, not being afraid of what you this have to say. This is a family radio, right, right. family radio show, brother. You know, but also I know what you mean. A, a courageous enough uh, to say, no, this is the truth. Yeah. This is what they're doing. We will not tolerate it anymore. You know, and if it turns over a few tables, you know, drives out a few money changers, then I think it's pretty good. Don't you think? Yeah. Do it to yourself, do it to your own kids, but you're not doing it to me and you're not doing it to my neighbor's kids, yeah. you know? And, um, this is a, this is a, an interesting, uh, time that we're living in. And just like you started off the program with, you know, are you going to believe your lion eyes or what they tell you? And they talk, talk, talk all the time, but the, the plywood on all the stores around my neighborhood here, testify against them. The yes. garbage that's along the Green River right here by my office from the homeless camps that's falling into the water, that's destroying the green spaces around the Green River here, they tell a different story. That's that's the that's the result of these Democrat policies. They talk about saving the environment and then they destroy it. They talk mm -hmm. about making our city street safe and they destroy our city streets and they make us less safe. In the last week, we had a sh uh, shooting by my house. My wife's like, we got to sell our house. We got to get out. It's dangerous. Somebody, you know, blocks away, murdered, right? This is not out there somewhere. We're in this fight. Now, I don't want to go anywhere the Lord doesn't want me to go. I'm willing right. to, you know, he will protect us, but we, we're, we're not stupid. We don't like put ourselves in, in harm's way for no reason, but we obey God. And then we need to fight for our neighbors. 
and our friends that can't fight for themselves. And I'm telling you, you can't ignore God. And the Bible says very clearly, this is a clear quote from the Bible. Are you ready, brother? I'm ready. Whatever you sow, that shall you reap. Whatever you plant, you're going to harvest it. God is not mocked. And when we ignore God, we are we are going to harvest absolute destruction. And you know, when we sin, we're going to harvest death. And so how do we change? How do we get out of that? Well, first of all, we got to know God, right? We need to give our heart to him and we need to spend time with him. And then when we start to hear his voice and hear what he's saying, we don't chicken out. We do what he tells us to do. I mean, it's not, it's not rocket science, or as my friend Robert Sutherland used to say, it's not rocket surgery, <laughs> which I think was brain right. surgery right. and rocket brain science surgery, mixed rocket or whatever, science, yeah. but yeah. it's not rocket surgery. Love that guy. But How look, is his race going, by the way? Let's just so you know. Who knows? We'll who knows? see on Tuesday, brother. <laughs> I think he's going to win. Obviously, very great. You know, just a great guy. Uh, a real fighter. And, um, you know, so let's, let's, you know, put on our big boy pants, our big girl pants. Let's start to say, no, you can't have our kids. And I think that's what we saw in, in Virginia last mm -hmm. year in the Yunkin, governor's race, yep. the Youngkin mm -hmm. race and the Lieutenant governor, uh, what's her name? Oh, it's so great. Oh, oh you know, a, a red wave. And they're like, Oh, it'll never happen in, you know, blue Virginia. It, it happened. Okay. Mm -hmm. And it looks like New York's going to go to a Republican and uh, you know, Newsom just turned down a billion dollars or withheld a billion dollars. There's local people want to get these homeless people off the street. See, Newsom didn't want them off the street. No, it's, 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 it's part of their plan. Right. You know, it's like the, it's like when I had the debate last week and we talked on last week's show, Adam Smith doesn't want to lower your gas prices. They want to raise them. Mm -hmm. They want them higher because they don't want you in the, they don't want you in the car. They want you on the bus or what we like yep. to say, or the, the train or safe in, injection site. Stacked and packed. Right. <laughs> this is one of those things that they, without and people the problem, don't want to take, people don't want to take the subway in New York anymore. Again, right. this is like 1985 before right. Giuliani got in there. Right. Without the problem, they can't sell you the solution. Solution to them is more power, more money. Right. Which never solves the problem. Right. We, we've a lot of, a lot of our friends in healthcare talk about Healthcare seems to be that way too. It seems to be we we do a lot of treatments for, but not a lot of cures for when it comes to things because that would get rid of the jobs, right? Working yourself out of a job, just like we said. Yep. You know, um, there. Do you know who? There's an actual absolute spike in firearm sales. You know that, mm -hmm. right? Yep. You know who the number one purchaser of firearms is right now, brother? It's Democrat women. Yeah, I was going to say it's women in general, but yeah, Democrat, Democrat women. Democrat women. Yeah. Because they're in the cities. Yes. And they're they're at risk. There's a huge, there's a violent rape, a huge problem over here in Tacoma, uh, or I, maybe not Tacoma. Uh, yeah, I think it was Tacoma, like Parkland area. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. I mean, just really horrific and, you know, put everybody on edge. But you know what? If the guy runs, they can't chase him. They can't, I know, they can't pursue him because of the laws put in I place mean, by Democrats, right? We have, we have come to a, a point of crisis. Now, I like what Rick Joyner says, but he said that the, the definition of crisis is the point where a patient will live or die, right? We're at this point of, is America going to live or die? 
But in the Chinese language, the word crisis is also the same word for opportunity, brother. So we have to say, okay, this, yes, things are, things are weird, but mm-hmm. we have a huge opportunity to win people to Jesus Amen. And, and to, to take America and let America actually achieve the greatness that it has not yet achieved. I was right. at a, you know, I went to lunch uh, with my wife uh, yesterday and we go into this uh, restaurant down here at Kent station and there's, there's all the colors of the rainbow. You know, it's one of the things about Kent where I live. It's, it's one, it's a, it's a majority minority city. And I, I look around at all these people and we're all, you know, having lunch and whatever. And I'm thinking, this is like the kingdom of God. This is what the kingdom of God is. It's not us divided us against them. It's all nations, tribes, and tongues together, neighbors, friends, loving each other, doing the best for each other. And that we haven't, we haven't maybe seen that to the level that we could, but America's had that more than any other country in the history of the world. And the fact that we've been around just over 200 years, the fact that we got rid of slavery, you know, literally almost worldwide, the fact that we give rights to people for voting and that freed up the economy for the, the entire planet, right? That the more people out of poverty than any nation in the world because of our Christian values and morals. Yes, not everybody is a Christian in, in America, but the values and the tenets that this nation was based upon, the laws that were equal justice for all, the idea of liberty, the idea that we have the, the freedom of religion and freedom of thought and expression, that we can own property, that we can protect what is ours, that we can actually plan for a future that is greater than, than we have now, that our kids can be better off than we were. We're not stuck in a caste system or some kind of like a, a idea where we don't own anything. This idea of America right? is still an idea that's, it's, that's growing, that's developing. That's, that's like you said, has not seen its fulfillment of what God's planned for it. But this nation so is truly divinely uh, inspired and grown and going through growing pains, but it's just like anybody else. As we grow in our walk, this nation will grow and play a big impact if we allow it to, to continue, if we nurture it, if we uh, steward it in a way that God calls us to do, where Christians will, will stand up serve that will get involved and, and make their voice heard about the things that affect the, their fellow neighbor. If you love your neighbor, you're involved in civic government. The civic government rules over, if you will, supposed to serve the people, but right now it's ruling over and putting mandates down, burdens on. If you want to pray for your burdens to be lifted, you have to put people in there that understand that it's about serving people under God, not dictating to them. And so that's really comes down to us exercising our obligation, our right, our duty, if you will, to be engaged. Don't you think brother? Yeah. And you know, Marty, you're just, you're really hitting a a really nice chord here with the potential that we have. You know, I heard the other day and I knew this, but I'd forgotten it. You know, we probably would look back and say the toughest time America has had that wasn't a war. Okay. So tough time, revolution, civil war, very tough. But in the thirties, we had a great depression and it followed the roaring twenties when people started to walk away from God and there, you know, it became a real, uh, loose society. And, um, but in the thirties, this great depression happened, but brother, did you know that more millionaires were made during the Great Depression than any other time in our history. And so even when America was down and down for the count 
and things were bad, people were able to use the freedom, the initiative, the imagination, the hard work, the ingenuity that they had, and they were able to make millions of dollars. Some people were like victims, right? Mm -hmm. And that's what, that's the, that's the thing uh, with uh, this current uh, leadership. It's like, it doesn't matter if they were, went to private school and Harvard, whatever they're black, they're a victim period. Mm -hmm. And, and so they're out there, even though they're probably the most privileged people in the entire country, because they, they see victimhood as a way to power. Uh, It's one of the things I hated about, you know, this kind of living off of charity thing, the more pathetic you are, the better the money is, Mm -hmm. right? If the more you're good at being pathetic, like if you can get in a wheelchair, then man, you can really bum some good dough or whatever. And who wants to be that? I mean, wouldn't you rather be a healthy person up and running around and acting like, you know, Marty? Just when I was a kid, happy. <laughs> when I was a kid, my dad would bring home um, people that were down their luck, um, lost a job, you name it. He was just one of those people that even when we had very little, he was very generous. And of course, and not always the best thing for my mom, but I remember he brought home a, a gentleman who was on welfare. And, um, and my dad taught us, you know, he was one of those guys that would never take a dime. He would never take welfare. He always find a way to work. He was just taught us that as well. It's that, that age group as well. But he brought this guy home and, and he didn't look down on him. He wanted to, to take care of the guy, give him, bless him. And listen to this guy talk. I remember this being, I'm young, I'm third, fourth, fifth grade. But I remember clearly this guy would talked about how he got made so much money from the government through welfare. And the more kids he had, the more money he got. So him and his wife would have another child to get more money and to milk the system. And I'm like, that seems wrong at that, at that age. It just seemed really wrong, but that system encouraged him uh, who had a bad back. He said, you know, to have more kids for the sole purpose. I'm sure he loved his kids. I'm not saying that, but um, he was in his machinations and part of his calculation was I get so much more money from the government, the more kids I have. I'm like, wow, we have a messed up system. I was back in the seventies, late And 70s. the system uh, penalizes marriage. Yeah. And um, it wants to be the husband and the father. Yeah. It's really insidious. Um, this system was designed, you know, by uh, president Johnson Mm-hmm. Um, and that whole thing where they were like, we need to find a way to keep, uh, poor people on the plantation. Right. Mm-hmm. And so you give them a, a subst- assistance living and, you know, we just want you to make sure you vote for us. Right. Mm-hmm. And so every other year or whatever, you got to vote. Otherwise you might lose your paycheck. You know, what about initiative and drive? Cause you, you see these stories of people, Candace Owen, right? She mm-hmm. just, she was raised in this situation. And she just made a decision, you know, I'm not going to live like that. I want to get out of this. I want to have a, I want to have a good life. Mm-hmm. And she's, you know, she's suffered for that, but, but look at the amazing success that she's having, you know, and it, it's just, it, you know, look at um, uh, Ben Carson, Dr. Mm-hmm. Ben Carson, right. Probably the amazing. most, yeah. yeah. I mean, one of the greatest neurosurgeons of all time came out of the gang culture mm-hmm. could have ended up dead could have ended up with a bullet, you know, or whatever. And, um, he decided that, you know, I, I, I his story, there was a grandma or something was like, you can do that, you know, but, uh, the guy was brilliant. And, uh, and how many brilliant Ben Carson's do we have right now? And, mm-hmm. you know, all these excuses, I'm too young. I'm too old. I'm too this. I'm too that. 
you know, uh, I've often said this proverb, uh, and I'll just say it again. I can't remember who, who said it. I think it might've been Henry Ford or somebody like that. He or she who is good at making excuses is seldom good at anything else. That's right? good. So if you've got a, if you've got a, a reason, and I'll use some air quotes here, a reason uh, for not being successful, then that's almost as good in America in 2022. That's almost as good as getting the result. Right. Um, think about, uh, you know, especially well, you, like, a, especially if you're in Spokane or you're in uh, Seattle or whatever, and you're late, uh, there's head nodders and all you got to do is say the word traffic and everybody nods their head. Okay. Well, it's almost like you got there on time, but you didn't, but you, you didn't. can say, well, late. I was yeah. in traffic and everybody like, okay. And so they give you the excuse, which is as good as the result is if you would have been there on time. But well, I'll tell you the people that get there on time, yeah. the people that get there the early, guess who the ones who get the promotions, guess who the go. ones who get the advancement, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, sure. We got an excuse, but wouldn't it be better to leave early? Wouldn't it be better to uh, be more um, diligent about how my timing is going to work? Wouldn't it be better to show up and look better and be mm -hmm. sharper and have more energy and, and my, bless my God. I mean, just yeah, like yeah. tell God, you know, like, God, I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to be the guy that's like, oh, that guy that doesn't work very hard. Yeah. He's a Christian. Yeah. Right. <laughs> we represent God. When we know that we are labeled as a Christian, people see us and they'll judge God based on our actions. You're right. They have sometimes the only Christian or only God they have come in contact with. To your it's point you. though, to you your know. point, uh, I, my son's football coach said, if you're on time, you're late. 15 minutes early, you're on time, right? The idea is punctuality, right? And I've seen it quoted many, many times too, that when you are late, which we've all been late, there's things that do come up like traffic and whatever, but when we're habitually late or use things as an excuse, it's not the same. And it, it means that you devalue the other person's time. So it is, it is an insult, a devaluation of, of that. We're supposed to love our neighbor, not devalue it. And Doug, I got to tell you this, a core I saw just today goes along the lines with this too. It says procrastination is the assassination of your destination. The idea is when you wait, I'll do it later. You know, you don't do it. You kill what God's plan for you, what you're doing next. The next step is do it now. Like you say all the time, do it scared. Just get out there and do it. That um, I means for a vote, get engaged, run for office, whatever it may be. Because right now we have the conflict or the contrast of do it now, you can do it, work hard, uh, succeed versus right now we hear their fault. It's Republicans' fault. It's Trump's fault. Uh, all this is they're doing when it's not. No accountability right now and then blaming others. You know, this is what we're seeing. And then we're having all kinds of excuses. Oh, like like you said, Biden said gas prices were five bucks when he got elected. No, they were a buck 90. So there's a big difference between that, right? And so we have to see there is a big dichotomy in this election. We've got to choose the right path, right? Choose you this day, right? Um, what you want for America. <laughs> choose you this day who you will vote for. That's right. <laughs> uh, an easy choice, you know. And, and But it actually, in a way, it is an easy choice because mm -hmm. um, you can decide to vote for the party of excuses and handouts mm -hmm. and get buys. And, or you could be like, I want to be the, in the party of faith. You know, I might, I might not make it. I might fail. Um, I can, I can list a lot of failures, you know, in my life, mm -hmm. but the most important thing is, um, 
did I give it my best? Did I go for it? Did I try something? You know, people that don't try things, they don't have failures. You know, like, you know, they're batting a thousand because they never went, they never got up to the plate, right? They never, mm-hmm. no, no strikes. I didn't get any strikes. I didn't get any balls. Yeah. But you also didn't get any hits and you get in on base, you know, because you didn't try. And um, so I think it's uh, super important that we start to think and then act and pray and just go for it and start to, you know, there's so many things. And I just, I wouldn't want to um, presume to even get an an inkling of all the different dreams and visions and, and possibilities that our audience alone has. But I can tell you something that we need you. The body needs you. The country needs you. Your family needs you to take those risks and to, to try to push. And sometimes you fail, but you know, the Bible says a righteous man falls seven times and keeps getting up. We just keep getting up and going forward, you know? I mean, Mm -hmm. you and I both face bankruptcy. You don't Mm -hmm. face bankruptcy until you try something (laughs) and it doesn't work, right? And you're Mm -hmm. like, okay. But you know, and then people want to beat you up for that, but it's in the Bible. You know, I would think it, I would, you know, when people... Nobody ever, nobody ever brings it up in my political campaigns, but I would be like, I think every 50 years we should let every American out of debt, period. Jubilee. Every, 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 just do the Bible thing, you know? So that's what bankruptcy is, right? It's an every seven, every year seven years, right? Yeah. It's the Deuteronomy that the Israelites would, uh, they could loan off or sell off or pay off debts throughout their seven years. And then at the end of seven years, they get restored back based on, you know, how they are. They, they get their property back. They yeah. get their inheritance back. Yeah. I mean, how awesome is that? So, yeah, um, I think, I you know, trying to be uplifting. I think we're going to see the good things. I'm really wanting, obviously, our people to, to vote. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it, it's kind of terrible, but here in Washington State, 900,000 quote, unquote, Christians did not vote in 2020. That's almost a million Christians in Washington state that did not, that profess Christianity. Okay. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I'm not here to judge, you know, are they were the, you know, the right kind of Christian or whatever, but if they name the name of Jesus and um, I think that the Lord will hold us accountable for that. I gave you a government where you were in charge. I told you to occupy, I told you to be salt and light. And if nothing else, you can at least get your ballot in. And I wouldn't want to stand before God and say, you know, I buried that because my vote didn't count. Well, it certainly did when you didn't cast it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so say, we'll take his vote and give it to the other dude. Oh, you know how we, we, while we're talking and stuff, we're, we're scrolling um, different, you know, news sites and whatever. This is just a perfect example of what this election's about. You know, the hypocrisy on the left, the right trying to stand on values and say, let's restore this nation once again, where we have safe neighborhoods, where parents have choice about school, where we have solutions and we have a secure border. These are, you know, where the gas prices and and food prices are affordable for all citizens, where people have opportunity. There's a story out of Portland. I'm not sure if you saw this or not. It says city clears out homeless camp in favor of new pickleball court. You know, it's, it's like, okay, they won't move on for anything else. 
But since pickleball now is the, the new favorite thing, we're going to move them somewhere else, probably in your neighborhood, for a pickleball court. It seems absurd, brother. This, this is the, what they focus their time on and then blame everything else, rising costs on, you know, Republicans. And if, if you actually even question, brother, even question the integrity of the election process, then somehow you're anti-democracy, anti right? It's like, no, we need to question everything, right? Isn't that the whole part of uh, being a free state, a free nation, of having a free voice? It's saying, I want to know. This is where we learn. I want to have transparency. I want to have. I want to hold people accountable that I elect to represent me, right? Yeah, and um, and there's a you know, huge backlash against them for clearing out that homeless camp too, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. I know. I saw it. Yeah. So, um, just, uh, changing gears just, just slightly, just cause I can't help myself, but you know, it's, <laughs> it's a common, uh, you know, everybody knows that Nancy Pelosi, you know, drinks a little bit. Sometimes she gets hammered. And now of course, Paul Pelosi got hammered in a bad way. <laughs> <But I'm dumb. laughs> um, but, uh, that was a, the, the Paul Pelosi thing, I mean, first of all, it's weird, right? Like how did it happen? And they want to blame, you know, right-wingers and, oh, and the, you know, the dude lives in a bus. He's, he's a gay guy. He's, he's a Democrat mentally. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Mentally not there. And, um, you know, and I don't think anybody deserves to get hit by Hank, but there's such a double standard. They're going to deport that guy. He's an illegal immigrant overstayed his Canadian visa. And so they're going to deport him and all this stuff. Why? Because he attacked the wrong person. Right. He attack, you know, but if he attacked it's you, true. he'd be, be out, it, he out cashless bail, yep. be on the street. And somehow be my fault. No harm, no foul. So I know? don't want to spend too much time on this either, but this is the same guy that not only got a DUI and kind of got slid, right? Because he's um, Nancy Pelosi's husband, same guy who invested, you know, insider trading on uh, things before a vote and made millions you know, and it's like, well, that should be prosecuted. That should be investigated at the very least and then prosecuted. And now we have this really weird story where somehow this guy in underwear with a hammer got past security and was calling out for Nancy. Does, none of it makes sense, but it's all distraction, right? Because this guy is, is, is about as dirty as, as his wife you know, financially, and they've made millions off the American people. You know, and here's this guy that was in the news and somehow that went away. Yeah. Well, I I just, what bothers me is that that's, this is normal life for the people yeah. that live in San Francisco. They're being assaulted. They're having these things happen, but nothing happens on behalf of them. It's only right. if you got the name Pelosi and, and, um, you live in the, you know, in the, the, the high rent district or whatever, then, then, then you get, you know, justice, but that's not justice. That's injustice. It's, it's un, it's unfair. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I think that, I think the Lord, uh, may, um, be bringing some real retribution here and, you know, God would rather show mercy. He wants people to repent. He wants P he doesn't want anybody and he wants us to pray for our enemies. And so we pray for Nancy Pelosi. We pray for them, mm -hmm. even though they've made themselves an enemy, but I'm telling you, this stuff is, this isn't weird to everybody else. It's just weird to them because they can't believe somebody would attack them because they're the Pelosi's, you know, right. or whatever. Right. What's the guy doing in there? They said, you know, Paul, I don't know, 911 call. He said, I know this guy, his name's David, all this stuff. I mean, I don't know if you heard that. 
Yeah, like I didn't was, hear that. But was it, it some kind of kinky thing or something? It's probably some. It, it seems to be something that's not being told, right? Sure. This, this though, uh, this election obviously important. Our our spiritual, um, you know, where we're at in this nation is we need to repent, right? Turn from our wicked ways. There are so many things we've allowed to happen on our watch that we've got to turn back around. And this right here is these people like this need to be held accountable. All of them that, that have been taken advantage of um, our goodwill, if you will. And it's time for some tough looking and some tough talk and some tough action. Um, and it's where elections start, where people can get engaged, literally, like you said, use their voice in the form of a ballot and then stay engaged Then, then actually have these investigations, not go away, not be nice, nice people, be honest people, be people of integrity and those in office as well. And those that serve them. And this is really that, that high accountability. We, we talked before about the first 13 colonies. That was a, a mandate in the charter that they had to be a Christian of good moral character to actually hold office because they wanted people of good moral character. So it doesn't right in our nation now, you don't have to be a Christian, but we want people of good moral character, you know, that actually understand that they are submitted and the power is in the people. And people, we have to exercise that power, hold them accountable. And to Doug's point, it's really, you know, that's where we're at. So, uh, again, on the double standard, we got this guy, uh, Pat Harrigan, running mm-hmm. for Congress in North Carolina. Um, a person shot into uh, his parents' home. His, his kids were in there. Um, this guy campaigns with a bulletproof vest on, right? Um, mm-hmm. it's, it's ugly, but see, that doesn't, there was no, like, let's go get that guy. Let's pro-, you know, it was, it wasn't like David at, at Paul Pelosi's house. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. This kind of thing. And it, it, that's the stuff that's just, uh, they, they, they say, again, this is that talk, 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 but see that stuff doesn't, that guy wasn't a Trumper at, mm-hmm. at Paul Pelosi's house, that Nancy Pelosi's house. That guy mm-hmm. wasn't a Trumper. That guy was a, that, one of them. That guy was their problem that they're causing with all the homelessness, the crime, the non, the you know, letting people off and stuff, and and then when you have actual, you know, gunshots into a home of a candidate or whatever or his parents' home, I mean, I you know, it's like we said before, right? If if it wasn't for double standards, they wouldn't have wouldn't any have standards, standards at all, right? A hundred percent. What we're seeing though, it's over and over and over again where. Uh, there's been a different set of justice. We can go all through the um, uh, um, Russia Gate, Russia Gate, Ukraine, Ukraine, uh, Hillary Clinton destroying emails, all this thing, and there's no accountability for it. We, we know we saw the Ghislaine Maxwell trial where she got convicted, but none of her people that she sold uh, and trafficked women to have even come under charges. There is stuff where it has to be dealt with. That's where the unequal scales where there has to be uh, got got to move. And one of those things where people have to be held accountable. And I'm, I'm believing that as we get engaged, we pray, we obey, we elect righteous leaders, hold them accountable, that we can that we can actually change this nation, right? And back in the right direction. Otherwise, and, and I'm, it, I'm afraid. And whatever, and whatever, what yeah. can we do, right? So yeah. someone listening to this program right now, you've got the solution, right? You've got the answer to this. And it takes uh, all of us, you know, apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers, you know, those with the different gifts, the callings, you know, one of the things that God said that wasn't good, the very first thing that God said 
in the Bible that wasn't good, brother, was it's not good for man to be alone. And, you know, this pandemic thing, how it's mm-hmm. isolated, separated, and 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 it hurt us that way. It hurt an, uh, an entire generation of children, right? And um, so we've got to, we've got to figure this out. And I think we can, and I, I think we're going to have a good year. I think 2023 is going to be a good year. And I we need too. to determine that we're going to do everything we can. We've got to learn about hard work again. We've got to learn about personal sacrifice. We've got to learn what it means to suffer for the right things and just to do the right things. And we've got to stop being afraid of mm-hmm. discomfort and these kind of things. You know, right. um, nobody digs going to the gym at first, but after you get going and you start to get stronger and you start to feel better, then it becomes like fun. Then it's like, mm-hmm. wow, I like going to the gym. But at first you're like, I don't want to go to the gym. I don't want to do lunges. <laughs> you know, I don't yeah, want to do that squats stuff. Or, but right. You, you, but, but eventually you go, you're like, oh yes. my gosh, I feel great. This is wonderful. I still I'm don't, want, I to, I still don't I want to go to the gym, brother. But, right. <laughs> <laughs> but I see so, the value. So and, before, and, we, before we end the show, you mentioned uh, Halloween the other day and, and you tied this, this experience, this young girl, the, the unicorn, um, uh, rainbow unicorn. Yeah. You know, and, and how it's this girl. And you mentioned this last two years, how it's really harmed a generation. This has harmed our daughters. Our daughters graduated in 2020, 2021 yep. during the pandemic. They all have been affected. They're going to be fine. But the point is, is this affected at home? It hit home. And that's where we have to see this. This this affects you and me. affects someone I, else's I, grandkids. affects I, everything. I said, I said to Callie, my, you know, she graduated and uh, 2021. Uh-huh. And I was say she went on some thing event or something. And I said, well, how was that thing? And she goes, it was empty and meaningless. Like my senior year. <laughs> my like, daughter, oh, same year, 2021. She oh, keeps on senior. talking about all the things she missed out on that. A normal, they were robbed. They were robbed. They were ripped they- off and, and for a flu. Yeah. Well, you a- know, I, I just want to say, that back in uh, the 70s and the 80s, one of my favorite fragrances was musk, brother. I really liked it. I'm glad we're bringing musk back. I think that Elon Musk (laughs) is doing a great job over at Twitter. Uh, I just can't resist, brother. Well, I, got, I got dad jokes coming out of my. I love it, and of course, we did like musk back then. It was a whole spice or whatever, right? So, yeah. quickly on this, on musk, since you brought it up, uh, for, first of all, yes, the fact that they actually fact checked the White House, the White House had to backtrack on what they said. They said that the highest increase in Social Security in history, well, it was already built into the natural cost of living increase, so it wasn't something they did. They took credit for it. They removed their tweet because of uh, Twitter and because of the, the new leadership. Great there. But then have you seen all these things about um, the Elon Musk and uh, pictures with Ghislaine Maxwell, which so the whole Epstein thing, and then this his Halloween costume? Halloween no, costume. He wore a, like a um, upside down cross sort of satanic warrior costume. I'm like, oh, well, it's Halloween. So I don't know. But people are reading a lot into that. So I'm like, well, he is a billionaire. He's one of the richest men in the world. So he, he's pretty smart. So who knows? But he was like, oh, interesting. There's always going to be these things. We're like, well, all right. Like, I like what he's doing Elon so far. Elon doesn't claim to be a Christian. He doesn't even claim to be a Republican, brother. No, he's, just, he's a libertarian. He he wants he wants to save the country that he yeah. immigrated to. 
Elon Musk, yeah. we talked about this before. He's African American, brother. He's yeah. from South Africa. South Africa. He's right. a white African American. And he loves America. He came here and he was able to innovate, create Tesla. I mean, it's a great car. I don't want one, uh, but I know oh, yeah. some people do. Space um, tourism, dropping off satellites. SpaceX. I mean, crazy stuff. And now, you know, he's setting the, he's setting the, the, you know, the bird free, the Twitter bird right. free. I've never <laughs> been a big fan of all that stuff anyways. Um, but yeah, you know, God bless them. I, I imagine that, uh, you know, more is going to happen. I, I heard that uh, um, Ye, formerly known as Kanye, bought Parler. So, I heard that. Um, yeah. And then you got True Social, which is actually bigger now than Facebook. So um, look out. Things Watch are out. happening. Things That's are moving. Right. Well, this is Doug and Marty versus the world. You can go to DougAndMarty.com here past episodes. Contact us. I don't know. Find out all kinds of groovy things. This is Doug Bassler. And Marty McClendon. Doug and Marty versus the world. God bless you all. God yeah, get out and vote November 8th. Get those ballots back by 8 o'clock. See ya next week. <laughs>